Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio-quality audio, and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. We are recording after a Chelsea win. Um, it, it feels like it's it's been a first time, long time type of thing, but it really hasn't. I mean, you know, we're lucky enough where this team does win pretty much frequently. Obviously, it's a different feeling getting a win in the Premier League than it does against Luton Town, um, you know, in a cup match. So that's a better feeling. Um, 
so so it's exciting you know it's fun stuff obviously we had the transfer deadline so that'll be a recap of that um you know alex will touch on that a little bit and then you know i have some loan moves here that chelsea made and they stayed really under the radar here obviously um we knew that was really the case unless we were going to ship some youth players still that who are on the first team though like a billy gilmore um or, or someone like that obviously we already got fakao tamori out which he's already doing a really good job with uh, Milan. He was playing well. He's been getting consistent minutes, and um, they were praising him there. And he also, when they didn't have a training day in Milan, um, he was the only one or one of the only players training. I saw that, so that was pretty cool. So, you know, good thing that he's getting all his work in. So let's get into it. Uh, I'll go straight into the Burnley versus Chelsea game. Chelsea get the 2-0 win. Felt very nice. Uh, once again with the 3-4-2-1 with the Thomas Tuchel system. And he gets his first win as Chelsea manager, which is very cool, very exciting, and hopefully something to come for the future. Um, a good thing, obviously, for the future. Cesar Aspilicueta got the first goal in the 40th minute, which was a nice one. And then what a goal by the man that we have talked so poorly about on this podcast, the man we've had no confidence in since the beginning who got starts and we want him to sit uh, for Ben Chilwell, which he did under the Frank Lampard system. But right now, with Thomas Tuchel, he's testing all of these players out. He wants to see what they got, which is, I think, something that I would like to see. Um, and it's actually pretty good, and I, and I like that. And I actually, for my lineup, a little preview to that to keep you sticking around, I have someone new that we don't normally see in my lineup as well. So look forward to that. But um, what a goal by Marcus Alonso, the one touch and then just hit it beautiful goal uh, in the 84th minute to cap off the win for Chelsea. And it was a good game overall. I mean, obviously everything we dominate for our, for these games, we dominated. I I mean, Burnley got one shot on, on, it wasn't even on goal. They got one shot in general, which is just insane. So 19 to one in shots, eight to zero in shots on goal, 71% of possession for Chelsea, just a good game overall. Um, and then Chelsea obviously get back under the win column, which puts them seventh in the table. I mean, yeah, it wasn't all a gr- all around a great game. It's like the second straight game we dominated, but this time we actually were able to score some goals. And I mean, this is against a, a, a. I mean, you can look and say, well, Burnley's only 16th, but I mean, if you look at the games they've been playing, they've been doing really, really well. Like it's not like they've been a 16th place side. Obviously, they beat Liverpool and beat Aston Filler in the two recent games before us, and we came in and absolutely dominated them. I mean, like, they, it, they, I don't think the game was ever in doubt. I mean, sure, it looked like it could have been, but, I mean, we just played, played really, really well. I'd say uh, pretty much everyone. I don't really have too many people to say that played badly. I mean, yeah, besides Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham, I think that's the worst performance I've seen out of him since he's in, in a game he's played in. I think he got, like, less than 10 touches the entire game before he got uh, subbed off it's, it was just it was just terrible and but besides that i mean obviously like you said alonso scoring a goal he didn't play great the entire game but he's played he played much better than we've seen him play in the past great goal there uh, obviously aspie getting a goal that was pretty unexpected that was also a good goal and then Callum Hudson Adoy, Alex i want to hear what you have to say on this after saying that he looked it looked kind of uh, i mean he didn't say so looked bad there but it looked clumsy there it didn't it looked awkward there it didn't look awkward there that game he played amazing uh personally he's my man of the match he played incredible he she got the, the assist on the sp goal he created so many chances 
Uh, he obviously hit the post. She deserved to have a goal for how well he played. Um, Mason Mount obviously played really well. He's showing why he deserves to stay in the team, even though Frank Lampard isn't there. Uh, Timo Werner struggled again, but he actually he looked better than he has been. And I said this, I said this before, but he's looking. He looks like he can pick it up. I mean. He had a few shots that, if he shot it with more pace, they were really good shots. Yeah, and he had a great header that, I mean, if if Nick Pope wasn't positioned as well as he was, that was going into the top corner of the goal. I mean, it was a great header. I mean, he's looking better, and I think he's a new manager coming in is giving him kind of a boost. And I think soon, something will soon, he'll pick up his form again and start scoring. But yeah, all around a great game. Uh, I Underrated players, I think... Kovacic played extremely, extremely well. I mean, he looks like he's his his technical ability and his his dribbling is really, really good. I mean, he looks like he should probably start every single game. I mean, with the way he's played, if he can get his shot, if he can sh- learn how to like not be terrible at shooting, if he can learn to get uh, shots on target and score, he'll be one of the best midfielders in the Premier League because he has the passing and he has the dribbling. He just needs to shoot well. But, I mean, all-around great game. Except for Tammy Abraham, he needs to improve. But besides that, great game, good win on the Spurs. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Just touching real quick on the Tammy Abraham thing. Obviously, he got taken off at halftime. He was not good in that first half. And especially what stood out to me is when we were – the rare cases where we were under attack by Burnley – When we tried to boot the ball up to Abraham, as players like Giroud do so well, as players like Werner we've talked about, obviously with his smaller frame, not able to hold up the ball as well. Um, Tammy Abraham obviously is a very um, tall player and should be able to, you know, hold the ball up for, you know, some of our more creative players. But he's really struggling to do that. So that's a part of his game that he really needs to improve at. He needs to go to Olivier Giroud camp, I think, um, in order to – start getting better at that. And I think Tuchel saw that and that's why he made the change and put kind of Pulisic up front. He was kind of around Werner. It was, it was kind of a complicated situation. I wasn't exactly sure what he was doing there, but um, definitely an interesting uh, switch from Tuchel. And he definitely didn't hesitate. You know, usually some coaches won't uh, take as big of a, a stand against a poor performance as Tuchel did. Um, so I'm glad to see that. And for the man of the match, I know Josh, uh, he told me earlier, he was like, oh, you know, Calum Hudson-Odoi is the man of the match for me. For me, double for me there, I'm going to go Mateo Kovacic, actually. Peter mentioned it. He played really well, I thought. There's been a couple of poor performances from him recently um, in, you know, the late Frank Lampard era. Um, But I thought under Tuchel so far, maybe his first start, he wasn't great. But this game, he really controlled the midfield and he really shifted well from defense to attack. So I'm going to give him my man of the match. Um, But yeah, in all, that's pretty much the recap for Burnley. Moving on to some transfer news or lack of transfer news really for Chelsea. Billy Gilmore, the deadline ended obviously. And Billy Gilmore will be staying with the Chelsea team um, and you know, that's good news for us. There was reports he might go out on loan, but good that he's staying. Hopefully he'll give us some nice squad depth going through the rest of the season. Drew, Caballero, Musanda, Sterling, Bate also staying at Chelsea. Um, and there are, um, well, not reports. It is 
a confirmed deal that Baba Ramen will join P-A-O-K Thessalonsky. Yes, I just pronounced that with absolute perfection. Um, so that is some exciting news, I guess, for Baba. I remember when he came in a few years ago, he played like one or two games and then just hasn't seen the light of day again. So hopefully he does something good and maybe comes back and gets sold for a profit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Josh, do you have any news on some of the younger Chelsea loan moves? Yeah, so that was perfection, Alex. Very good job taking over my spot, but that was fine. Uh, I mean, you didn't even take over my spot. Just you keep on saying those team names because I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, so some Chelsea youth loan moves. We have Jake Wakeley. He's going to be joining, or he did join the Brighton Youth 23 squad. And then, okay, Alex, I might need you here. We're going to have Malik Mothersill. Uh, I'm guessing uh, he's going to move to the Derby County U18 team on loan. And then just some other things I saw also when it comes to loan moves is that Ross Barkley, I mentioned for Kyle Tamori earlier, he's been playing and starting with AC Milan, and then he's been training with the squad as well, training a little more than necessary. And now Ross Barkley, um, we got a report earlier today when we're recording this episode that his future will be decided this summer. Just his quick stats, you know, the top two stats when you think about football players uh, is he has three goals and one assist so far this season, playing pretty well um, with his club. Why can't I think of the name? Um, and then, you know, on to the next on to the next thing, Alex. Give me the club that Ross Barkley is at again. I think it's Brighton. Is it Brighton? No. It's it's Aston Villa. Um, he, he was sent out there on loan beginning of the Thank season. You. He just scored a goal at the weekend, I believe. Not exactly sure he might have, but uh, I yes. he's been playing well for Villa, so that's good. Um, and I guess going to some other transfer news from some of our rivals, Liverpool signing two center backs, one from Preston um, and one on loan from Schalke, so that's going to help bolster them, obviously, with Van Dijk out, with all their defenders out. Jordan Henderson hopefully won't have to play center back for them anymore, so that's definitely a big win for them and could put them in much bigger contention for the title and obviously solidify their place in the top four race. So another team that we're going to have to look out for. Yes, we saw that he might be, uh, uh, you know, they might be a little bit off track, but it looks like Jurgen Klopp and the Liverpool organization has been trying to push to their back in that race. And Arsenal sent out multiple players on loan. Um, I believe Maitland Niles and Ross Nelson, I don't know if there's anyone else. There might be all uh, another. I know uh, Maitland Niles went to West Brom, so hopefully that helps them. Um, and, and a funny tidbit there uh, about uh, Steve Bruce in Newcastle. There was reports that he might be going after Adrissa Gay at PSG, but apparently Steve Bruce is after Neymar. So we'll see what happens in the summer. Um, you know, I didn't know Steve Bruce has that kind of power in terms of persuasion for you know, big players to come to a rather, you know, not so successful team in Newcastle at the moment. So that'll be an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, besides that, Spurs did nothing really. City did nothing really. Uh, and Man U loaned out a few players as well. So nothing too big from anyone. Uh, probably the biggest from Liverpool. Some other news is that in Duco's contract, there's been reports that he will get an extension if he can take Chelsea to Champions League qualification this year and next year. And a little bit added to that, I've also seen some reports that say that if Tuchel can get Chelsea back to the Champions League, back to the top four, that Roman Abramovich has said that he will 
he's promised that he will go after Erling Haaland, which we talked about that earlier. That's very interesting, which, I mean, we want to get top four anyway. I guess that's just an added bonus. But Tuchel contract does depend on him getting top four, which, I mean, that gives him more motivation and hopefully we can do it. Yeah, Erling Haaland, I think it would be a, a perfect signing for Chelsea. Obviously, you know, his, his, well, not his home. He was born in the UK, obviously didn't really spend much time there, um, didn't grow up here. But but anyway, I was going to say, uh, like, it would be cool for him to come home, but it's not really his home anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, just a, a slight thing there. Obviously, we have a game, though, to cover uh, that's coming up where we're going to give our match lineups that are going to be looking very odd. Very weird for us. We're not used to this. We're used to the common Premier League Chelsea Frank Lampard 4-3-3. Not anymore. We got some random players coming in. They're playing Marcus Alonso scoring goals. It is what it is. We move and we try to predict our best lineups for these games. And obviously, it's very hard with Tuchel not knowing exactly what he's going to do. So some quick things here. This game's going to be on Thursday, February 4th at 3 p.m. EST. And then that's going to be 7. Nope, 8. For all you British viewers, did that correctly. There we go. And then Tottenham is tied right now with Chelsea in points, but they're ahead to the goal differential. This is very close, by the way. Um, it's 33-33 in points, 13-12 in the goal differential. So Chelsea, they get the three points. They'll be able to move, hopefully, into the top five, but not into the top four, um, as Leicester City does have 39 points. So it's not that's not reachable in this game. Hopefully, we get our revenge on Tottenham, though. Um, and obviously Tottenham right now have lost um, have lost two of their last three home league games against Chelsea um, and more than they had in their previous 11 matches. So that's exciting. And then Chelsea are unbeaten in their last four, poli- four Premier League meetings, whispers going, winning three, drawing one, keeping a clean sheet in three of those games. So let's hope that they can keep the, this going against Tottenham. So my goalkeeper. Is going to be Edward Mendy and my three at the back. Mendy, or not Mendy, Mendy's already starting in goal. Mendy's going to play center back and goalkeeper in this one. It's going to be, I'm going to give Rudiger a rest. So we're going to have Kurt Zuma starting, Thiago Silva starting, and Asby, uh, you know, on the right side of that, of that uh, three lining up in the back. I could see Rudiger getting a rest, but I don't think he will because I think this is an important game for the rest of the Chelsea season. And I think, Ducal likes Rudiger more than he does Zuma, and I think this is a must-win game for him. So I think he's going to start Rudiger there. So my back is uh, my back three is going to be Mendy in goal, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, SP. And if if I'm not wrong, you mentioned how we got all these clean sheets. I'm pretty sure Frank Lampard before he stuck in this, stuck to the four three three in his first year, we dominated Spurs using a three at the back with two uh, wing backs. So that's something to look out for. Uh, that that's an interesting thing. So for my back three or back four, however you want to say it, I have Mendy and Ned, obviously. Aspi Silva, Rudiger, pretty self-explanatory. I don't think he's going to change it up in the back line. Obviously, two clean sheets in a row, so I don't think anything's changing back there. The midfield's interesting. Uh, so for the two wing backs, I'm going to go with CHO. I think he's going to start on the right-hand side. I, there's no doubt about it for me. And on the left-hand side, this is where it's difficult. Obviously, Mark Alonso coming off the goal. He has some confidence. Is he the best player for the position? Not really. We just spent $50 million you know, dollars on Ben Chilwell. 
I think Ben Chilwell gets the nod at left wing back. I think he's, you know, Alonso played okay, pretty decent, but I don't think he was anything outstanding besides his outstanding goal, obviously. So I'm going to go with Chilwell at left wing back. And in the midfield, as much as, you know, maybe Conte is not 100%, we know he's back in training, not sure what's going to happen, but this is a huge game for this team. And I think you need your best players in. And I think that means N'Golo Conte has to start, uh, even if he's not 100%. And alongside him, I'm going to have Mateo Kovacic, who I think uh, played really well last game, like I mentioned. Um, and I think he gets ahead of Jorginho in the starting 11. I'll go with my two in the midfield. I do think Tuchel is going to stick with Kovacic and Jorginho. And I think on the left wing back spot, I think Chilwell will go back in there. Uh, Alonso obviously did play pretty well, got the goal. But I think against Spurs, which is a much better attacking team than Burnley. I think Chua will be in there because he offers more defensive support, which I could also see Reese James then playing on the right wing back spot to give more defensive support too. But I do think that Kalamazza Nadoi will play at the right wing back spot just because he's played so well. And he's been, I mean, in the last two games, he's been my man of the match in both. So I think he has to just stay in there. And I think Chua will be there on the left to offer some more defensive support. Kovacic and Jorginho played pretty well together, and I think they can continue to do that. So for me, um, at my left wing back spot, I'm going to have Emerson. I think they're just going to keep on rotating. So it was Chilwell, then it's Alonzo, now it's Emerson. We'll we'll try that, see what happens. I don't know. I'm throwing things out there. Probably not because it's a big game. But anyway, uh, I didn't think Alonzo was going to start against Burnley, and that was a Premier League match, whether it was Burnley or not Burnley. Um, I'm going to have Kai Havertz starting at the center midfield role, Jorginho at the other center midfield role, and then at the right wing back spot, I'm going to have Ziyech. I'm going all crazy for this one. Um, And then left forward is going to be Pulisic. Right forward is going to be Mason Mount. Striker Olivier Giroud. Boom. I'm I'm dropping the mic here. Going to be honest, Josh, I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) I'm not sure at all. I have a feeling that is going to be very, very wrong, but... I mean, if it's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, Peter, I, I think it is. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I just want to switch it up, you know, try something different. But anyway, go ahead. If it's right, oh, if it's right, you're literally the biggest genius in on the planet. But most likely it won't be. But hey, you never know, right? But anyway, mine, obviously Hakim Ziyech didn't play because Thomas Tuchel didn't want to risk an injury for him. But I think after a rest, I think he'll be able to come back in. But I don't know if he'll play. Mm, I'll say he plays. I think he'll be at the right forward spot, right cam spot, whatever you want to say. And then I think Mason Mount will play again uh, on the left or the right. I mean, one of the two forward spots, he obviously played really well. And then I think, obviously, Giroud played uh, the first game. And he played decent. Tammy Abraham played last game, played badly. So I think kind of to make it kind of interesting, I think Kai Havertz will play up top as more of a center forward. as kind of like three players up top that can all rotate around and play in the, the midfield. Some can drop in while some can go forward. I don't think this is right, but I also wanted to change it up and make it interesting. So there we go. So Mason Mount, Hakim Ziyech, and Kai Havertz up top. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go with the players who on 
most occasions perform the best most consistently, and that's going to be Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic, and Olivier Giroud. Giroud is a, a, a you know a hundred percenter for me. I think I'd be shocked if he does not start uh, on Thursday. I think Mason Mount will start. I think Christian Pulisic will start, um, and hopefully they do well. And obviously you have all these weapons off the bench. You have Ziyech, you have Havertz, you have Werner. Um, you know if you call him a weapon right now, but uh, you know there's definitely a lot of talent, and I think. You know, hopefully this is successful and hopefully we win the game. Um, going to the score predictions, I don't think we will win the game. I think it'll be 1-1. Uh, I'm going to go with A, Olivier Giroud goal, because if he's in the starting 11, he's going to score. And yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-1 final. Um, and yeah, that that's what I'm going to go for. Olivier Giroud goal, 1-1. We don't move up really much in the table above Tottenham, but we get a solid result. You know what? I'm feeling confident, and I never go with Chelsea wins. This is a very not type of thing that I do, right? I'm not a positive type of person here um, at all. So for me to say this, I really trust Thomas Tuchel, and I like what he's doing mixing up the players. So I'm going to go with a Chelsea win. Yes, I said it. Um, you know, I think it's going to happen. So I'm very I'm very happy for some reason. 2-1 win for Chelsea. They're gonna give me. They're gonna give my hopes up. There's a negative me shining through, but two one win for Chelsea. Come on, come on, me Blues. Let's go. Okay, I'm in a. I feel like I'm in a mix between you guys because I feel like we could definitely win, and I could definitely see us getting a draw. But I think I'm going to go with the win. I'm being confident, and the only reason I'm saying this is because we just came off of a very good win where we dominated the uh, dominated basically everything. While Spurs obviously played, and they lost to Brighton, who are uh, towards the bottom of the table and aren't very good. So I think their confidence will be kind of low, while our confidence will be very high. And I think, as we know from Timo Werner, confidence is very important in soccer. So I think we're gonna get a two-one win, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot. I think Callum Hudson-Odoi will score a goal that he deserved the last game but didn't get. I think he'll get a goal, and I think. I think Mason Mount will also get a goal. 2-1-1 for Chelsea. All right, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. We were supposed to have a guest on this one. Um, I'm not going to give out any names because we've had this before and it has fallen through. So um, hopefully we we have the guest on next week. Um, So stay tuned for that. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed this game, Chelsea versus Tottenham. It's going to be a good one. Um, Some Thursday football, and we hope you are ready for it. Go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. And then also on Twitter, follow us at the Giant Take Pod. It's a New York Giants podcast that Alex and I do. Peter has been on there multiple times. Um, and go follow us on Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take. Um, and then wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Drop a five-star rating and review an Apple podcast. really helps us out. We are growing and continuing to grow. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will have another episode recapping this game coming up soon but anyway for this episode of talking blues it has been episode number 36 of blues we're gonna have an episode out most likely on friday um to preview sheffield united game on sunday and then obviously to recap this tandem game chelsea games coming left and right we will see you next time for another chelsea recap slash preview
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.